0: Hi everyone. It's Sunday, February 14th, 2016. This is Under the Covers with Eve. And it's Valentine's Day. Yes, Valentine's Day. I know. And although I posted some pictures and an audio just for the occasion, I'm not going to do a Valentine's Day episode today. Hooray, right? I find Valentine's Day uh, as sweet as it can be. It can also be a bit demoralizing and depressing for those people who don't have a partner. And it can also put a lot of pressure on people with partners because they feel like they have to make some sort of big gesture of love today. It puts a lot of pressure on new couples, all kinds of things. So I won't be talking about St. Valentine or anything like that today. You're probably sick to death of Valentine's Day stuff anyway. So <laughs> today I'm gonna to talk to you about something that doesn't really have a name, but that I think really should. I call it after sex, all one word. Or, you know, think of it as apres-sex, you know, like apres ski. (laughs) It's a time period right after sex. I don't mean after care or after glow, although these things certainly can fall under the category of what happens during after sex. But what I mean is literally, after dot 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 sex, <laughs> the time period directly following either an orgasm or the end of a sexual encounter with someone. Now it doesn't matter what kind of sex you have, with a partner or alone, um, whether you've never had a partner or you've had lots of different partners. If you've had an orgasm, you can answer the following question. Ready for it? Okay. What is your after-sex experience? I want you to think about this for a minute I won't put on jeopardy music it could literally be you know the minute after you come or an hour later a day whatever what do you feel after sex porn isn't great at showing us after sex although this does seem to be changing a little bit typically though after the money shot, as they say, the video just ends. So if you've been raised on a steady diet of porn, <laughs> maybe we'll start calling people porn-fed instead of corn-fed, <laughs> um, maybe you don't have any idea about what to do after sex. And if you have any guilt about what you're doing, you may actually hate after sex. You may want to distance yourself from what you've just done or watched. Maybe you close down all your browser windows or clear your history or whatever. Maybe you feel ashamed of yourself or you feel weak or perverted or misogynistic or whatever. If you've had sex with a partner, maybe you try to distance yourself there too. Maybe you leave right away or you hope you'll never see that person again. There's that famous quote, um, It's been attributed to all sorts of people, but I think Charlie Sheen said it at his sentencing hearing. He said, you don't pay a prostitute for sex, you pay her to leave. For a lot of people, sex brings on such feelings of guilt and remorse that whether they're doing it by themselves or whether they're with somebody, as soon as they orgasm, they just want it to be completely over with, almost so that they can forget it ever even happened. Now, I've talked to a lot of people about their sexual experiences and attitudes, and I know that there are a lot of people, especially men, who feel real guilt about masturbation, for example, and who try to get it over with as quickly and efficiently as possible, even to the point of hurting themselves. Maybe they were raised in a religious household, or they had parents uh, who disapproved of anything sexual, But whatever it was, it's just corrupted their brains, and so when they feel sexual urges, which are completely normal and healthy, they have to sort of reluctantly deal with them, but they feel miserable afterwards. Some people without a partner have said that they feel pathetic after self-love. It reminds them that they don't have a partner, and they see jerking off as something that only, you know, pathetic people do. This, understandably, makes them very miserable. And some people are turned on by such extreme stuff or taboo stuff that when they get aroused by it and jerk off to it, they feel horrible about themselves afterwards. And, you know, they wonder if they are secretly a rapist or a pedophile or whatever. I've read stories of men who masturbate to stories, like just stories even, about extreme stuff, and then they cry uncontrollably for an hour, feeling almost suicidal about their tastes. What I haven't heard too often, almost never, in fact, is something like, I enjoy every chance I get to pleasure myself. I love my fantasies. I love my partner. I love that amazing feeling that washes over me after I come. And it's kind of sad, really. We have this amazing ability to feel so incredibly good. And yet, so few of us ever just allow that to happen. Let me say again what I've been saying for more than two years now, almost two years now, and that I will keep saying, because it will always need to be said, I love men. I love everything about them, and particularly their sexuality. I love that men love women. I love how much they love sex. I love how passionate and sexy and romantic they are, each in their own way. I love how much they try to be better people, and how contrary to what people say about, uh, you know, supposed patriarchy and all that, that most men really strive to understand and appreciate women, and to change whatever attitudes and behaviors they might have that make women unhappy. I have met a few men in my life that were not good people. But it would never make me condemn the whole gender, especially when there are so many examples of true goodness out there. In fact, it just makes me appreciate good men all the more. So, if you are someone who tries to distance himself from sex, who doesn't enjoy his after-sex period, I just want to make three points here. Just a little list of things to think about. As usual, just some food for thought. Number one. Sex doesn't end with an orgasm. This may sound really surprising to some of you, especially the porn-fed (laughs) young'uns, but it really doesn't. But an orgasm is not the end of sex. Think about how much a lot of men enjoy the idea of a woman coming several times during sex. They see her first orgasm as just kind of an appetizer, so to speak. Few men think that one orgasm is enough for a woman, And they would try, or at least want her to experience more than one. Now imagine if, after an orgasm, every woman in porn, or even in real life, just jumped up, ran to the bathroom to clean up, and then tried to get on with her day as quickly as she could. (laughs) Now I realize, I do, I realize that the male orgasm is a little different, and that there is a considerable refractory time in between orgasms for men, during which they can't come again, that sort of thing. And I know that for a lot of guys, one orgasm sort of wipes them out. You know, they're done, down for the count. That's fine, obviously. But it's not like it is in porn. You know, your life doesn't just freeze frame the second you come. And you know this. You know this from your own life. No matter what kind of sex you're having, alone or with someone, you need to acknowledge that something does happen after you come. For one thing, you have to allow yourself a bit of time to enjoy all the other physical sensations that flood through you after you orgasm. The afterglow part, when those really feel-good endorphins rush through your system. When you feel good from your head to your toes, you know, when it feels good to just breathe. The boneless chicken ranch I talked about before from the far side. You really should allow yourself a moment to experience all this bliss. Your body really needs it. It's a great stress relief, if nothing else. And it feels amazing. And there's a lot of science behind this, too. Everything from how the male brain uh, releases the bonding hormone oxytocin, which is also released by um, breastfeeding mothers, by the way, um, to studies that have determined that a really great orgasm can seriously deplete you and even affect how much pleasure you can experience for up to a week afterwards. The point is there's a lot that goes on after you come. A lot that you probably aren't paying enough attention to if you just rush to clean up and get your clothes back on, you know? If you just try to get back to whatever it was you were doing, you're denying yourself all these amazing feelings. And you're obviously sending yourself the message that what you just did was shameful or wrong. That it was some kind of embarrassing biological need that you had to take care of, but that you're ashamed of. If you're with a partner, it's even more important that you don't rush to end things. You know, just kick them out of bed, so to speak. You may not be in the sort of relationship that's all lovey-dovey, that's okay. Even in more casual relationships, I think it's important to make some sort of connection with your partner afterwards. Just a smile or a laugh or just lie together for a minute and catch your breath. Talk about how much you enjoyed it or something, you know. Enjoy the sensations and sort of ease back into reality. If you are in a loving relationship, this is definitely when you want to lie together and touch and caress and hold each other. You don't even have to speak, you can just be together. A few little light kisses, a hug, maybe some words of love or affection, or even just something like, that felt amazing, you know, that sort of thing. It's a way of finishing the act together, enjoying the wonderful feelings, That you're both feeling and if you're alone too allow yourself to feel great about it you know imagine a partner if you want to imagine you're with someone erotic audio is fantastic for this it lets you immerse yourself in feelings of afterglow with someone just to give yourself that extra pleasure i think it goes without saying too that if you've had sex with someone that involves any kind of roughness or name calling or BDSM or anything that has the potential to be upsetting, even if it's something that you both enjoy, then aftercare is really important. Making sure that your partner can sort of come back to reality with you, you know, can feel safe and cared for again, and put the sexual experience that you both just had into context. This applies as well if you're masturbating um, in some sort of extreme way or to extreme material. This, again, is, I think, one of the problems with a lot of porn. You'll see some extreme stuff, and then the scene just ends with no indication of how the performers behaved with each other after such an experience. I think it would be really helpful if you could see how people behave after something extreme, so that you could get some idea of how necessary it is to, you know, come back down to earth, so to speak, and to keep your fantasy where it belongs. And so that if you masturbated to it, you can put your own experience in perspective and not be left with this vague sense of incompletion without that kind of closure. I don't know if that's the right term here, but I think think you know what I mean. No sense that the sexual experience is finished for now, for this time, and now you are sort of back to normal, back to your non-sexually aroused state. So whatever way you experience self-love or sex with a partner, If you're someone who tends to rush through after sex, give yourself at least five minutes before you rush to close everything, you know, and try to forget that you did this. Just to start, just just try it. For me, try it for me. Sit there or lie there for a minute and just feel every good sensation and acknowledge that this is a crucial part of sex that you've been missing out on. All right, number two. Try to come to terms with how normal healthy and truly acceptable masturbation is. If you have any lingering guilt or shame about pleasuring yourself, work on ways of changing this in your own mind. If it comes from your parents, remember your parents grew up in a different time and sometimes a different culture or religious climate than you did. And they learned to really repress sexuality, especially in their children. Doesn't mean it's right. They likely meant well. They thought they were raising their kids to be moral people. But my point is, you have to challenge the belief that sex is immoral. You have to realize that everyone has sexual desires, and virtually everyone has sex of some kind. The most generous philanthropists you can think of, the most brilliant scientists who come up with cures for diseases, the nicest little old ladies in your neighborhood who just love everybody, you know, everyone is sexual at some point in their life, to some degree, in some way. It doesn't stop them from being amazing people. It doesn't stop you from being an amazing person. Even, you know, we, we grant uh, new mothers this, this patina of almost holiness. You know, mothers are these incredibly sacred things, and yet they had sex in order to have this baby, right? Everyone is sexual. I know that young men in particular are constantly shamed about their masturbation habits. They even make bad comedies about it. And I know that it can be really tough to see it as a normal, healthy thing. But I think if you start by not shaming yourself, if you start to act Um, the way more and more women are starting to act which is openly talking about their vibrators and toys and being frank about their sexual needs and being unashamed to admit that they masturbate that sort of thing you may find that you start to see it as a normal healthy thing. Okay and the last point if you're upset about the things that you are aroused by or jerk off to there are ways you can deal with this. You can figure out if you're just feeling guilt, as I said before, and you can work on overcoming that and becoming more comfortable with your sexuality. If it represents some fantasy that you usually find repugnant or something that you wouldn't want to do in real life, that can be okay. In a lot of cases, fantasies are about things people would never want to act out in real life. Sometimes they aren't, sometimes they do lead to things that people want to do. Only you know whether your fantasies are just fantasies or not. But for most people, they just enjoy certain aspects of certain kinds of porn and erotica, and they just limit it to that. Usually it has to do with something being taboo or forbidden, and to my mind, I kind of see that as just an extension of the attitudes towards sexual desire itself, especially in someone who typically tries to repress their sexuality. Maybe the idea of something taboo is the only way you can really let loose and enjoy sex, at least for now. Whatever the case, go easy on yourself. Most porn is just a way of presenting certain tropes or themes to enhance a fantasy. And if it stays fantasy for you, it's probably okay. You can always get help if you're truly worried about what you like. Now this is a huge can of worms, gigantic, that I'm not going to go anywhere near, but If you are concerned about what the health profession considers, quote, paraphilias, meaning kind of um, sexual impulses that are considered deviant to cultural norms, then just know that there are things you can do to get help. Now, I'm not going to comment on whether paraphilias are things that need to be gotten over or whether they should be classed as paraphilias in the first place. So let's just leave that alone, okay? I'm just saying that if there's someone out there who has trouble with liking what they like, you can get help for it. That's all. Bottom line, I think everyone can improve their sex lives and their lives in general by paying more attention to after sex, no matter what kind of sex you have. I I know it serves a very important physical and emotional function. And I think it may help you start to feel better about your own sexuality and sex in general. So start enjoying after sex, in your life. And think about how you've been either neglecting it or not experiencing it enough up until now. So that's it for this week. A little shorter this week. I've been doing some fairly long, heavy episodes lately, and I just wanted to keep this one a little shorter. All right, I'll say it. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) Whether you have a valentine or not, you could be my valentine. So stay warm, stay cozy, and I'll be back next week. Bye-bye.